0: Hello, Pod Squad. Happy Thursday. So good to spend some time with you today. Listen, do you often feel overwhelmed? I used to. And so many of my clients actually tell me that the number one feeling that they often feel is exhausted, tired, frustrated, and overwhelmed. We are constantly inundated with all these responsibilities and expectations at work and at home, with parenting, with our relationships, and finances and our to-do list and chores, not to mention all the thoughts and feelings and worries about the past and the future. It can make life feel very heavy and a drag, right? Like you're just sort of barely keeping your head above water. What a lot of us don't know, and what I didn't know for a long time, is that there's actually two kinds of overwhelm. And we often conflate the two which makes it even more confusing for us to solve, right? I recently did a training for my inner circle members on overwhelm and the two kinds of overwhelm, how to know which one you're in so that you can then follow the the solutions that I give you for each one. It gives you clarity and an exactness with which you can solve the issue of overwhelm. It will change your life. We had so much good feedback after that training that my team and I were like, we need to share this with the world. We need to share this with our pod family. So here you go. Enjoy, take notes and share this episode with anyone else in your life who might be feeling overwhelmed. Your sibling, your colleague, a friend, a relative, a neighbor, anyone who might be feeling overwhelmed Will benefit from this. So please enjoy and share. Hey, hey, this is Dr. Kavita Sun. Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. This podcast is about emotions, psychology, and relationships. Every week, I'll be sharing real-life tools to help you build self-awareness, a better relationship with yourself, and more fulfilling relationships with the people that matter to you. Listen, this is the foundation on which the rest of your life is built. So let's take the time to get it right. I'll see you on the inside. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to see you all. Okay, so today is a pretty short Facebook Live because I wanted to just talk a little bit about um, overwhelm. Many people have been uh, bringing this up in client meetings and HYR meetings, in my private client meetings. We've had questions uh, about overwhelm um, on Instagram and things. So I just thought, all right, the framework I had in my mind for today is to think about first whether the overwhelm is a Emotional overwhelm or a practical overwhelm. So we often have played the two, right? Really, um when I feel emotionally overwhelmed, it sort of bleeds into everything else. I feel overwhelmed at work. I feel like I have very little bandwidth for someone making a weird expression or rolling their eyes or interrupting me in team meeting or. Um, or the kids acting up, or, you know, I come home after a long day, and then I go and open the fridge and there's no milk and I lose it, right? So we have very little bandwidth for normal life stressors. And that is emotional overwhelm. Emotional overwhelm bleeds into day-to-day overwhelm, but it's actually not caused by the day-to-day overwhelm. It's that We're feeling so upset inside that we take that energy into everything that we're doing. So if we think about emotional overwhelm versus practical overwhelm, how do we know which one we are experiencing, right? How do we know? And the best way that I've figured out for myself is to think about if I feel overwhelmed in a particular situation repeatedly, or if I feel overwhelmed, even when I'm supposed to be quote unquote relaxing. Okay. So when I am feeling emotionally overwhelmed, I can tell because I feel on edge, even when I'm playing with my daughter, even in the shower, I feel sort of like, annoyed, agitated, the shower seems too small, the soap isn't right, everything just feels <laughs> annoying. Or I'm not even there. I'm just like showering, but I'm ruminating on something else, which is often how that agitation is maintained throughout the day. So you want to ask yourself, is it in certain situations? I'll give you guys an example of this, right? In the mornings, I've learned that as soon as I wake up for the first half an hour, I'm not useful to anybody, okay? I'm just pretty useless. I need to, I just stare at a wall and drink my chai. And if somebody asks me anything more complicated than, do you happen to know the time? Which also, if the cell phone is not right in front of me, I just have a blank look. But if anything is more complicated than that, I I don't have any useful answer for you, okay? Um, I, uh, I, I want to say half an hour, but sometimes it's 45 minutes, <laughs> okay. which can be kind of hard, right? When you are running a family with somebody and there's children involved and there's, you know, people are leaving for work and school. I work from home right now, but when I was working at the hospital, it's just a lot of activity in the mornings and you have one person space out for that long. is kind of hard. So I had to learn that if I forced myself to be different than my rhythms, right? It just, my brain just takes a while to wake up. If I forced myself, I would just be irritable, overwhelmed, and annoyed. And the morning would just set everybody off on a wrong foot. And then once I go and relax and I'm taking a shower and I've you know, maybe gone for a walk or something like that, I feel okay, I'm okay. So that's an example of situational overwhelm, right? It's a matter of, I need to, now what I do, if there's something that we need to do early in the morning or we're traveling somewhere, I just wake up earlier than everybody else and I'll get my cup of chai and sit quietly by myself and literally stare into space. And slowly after finishing my whole cup, I stretch and I'm, suddenly it comes on, I'm ready to go. So I've learned to work with my rhythms, but that's situational. When I'm emotionally overwhelmed, I am always on the verge of losing it. And when I say losing it, it might be yelling. It might be crying. It might be shutting down and withdrawing. So that's one way to tell. Is it in certain situations, times of the day, uh, months of the year? Right. For some people, holidays can be really overwhelming, just the noise and bustle and the chaos of it all. Or maybe you had something significant happen around holidays in the past, right? Maybe you lost a friendship or maybe you lost somebody, right? So, again, that's situational, as in it's understandable and you can work around it. If you knew ahead of time and you saw it as a pattern, you can help yourself during that time. You can ask for help during that time. So that's one way is times of the year, times of the day, certain situations. And when you're outside of that situation, you feel okay. The other way to tell if it is emotional or um, situational, is if you are withdrawing from activities and people that you love and enjoy. You'll notice that when we are emotionally overwhelmed, we tend to tell ourselves, I don't have time for a run. I don't have time for, you know, just ordering my favorite shampoo. I just don't have time. I just don't have time, right? Or um, I haven't called my best friend because I'm just too busy and I just, I can't right now. So, or maybe you enjoy, um. Going to Orange Theory Fitness, or maybe you enjoy cooking, or maybe you, whatever it is, you start noticing that you're making excuses for not connecting with your way of connect of being alive, your way of being alive, and that's unique for all of us. One in this way, one of the ways I can tell I'm emotionally overwhelmed is when I'm just scrolling. For more than a couple of days if I'm spending time just scrolling vaguely for me it tends to because I love learning and I I would much rather be learning like when I get on a flight and there's nothing to do I'm in heaven because I can study <laughs> I, I'm such a nerd I just love learning so if I am instead of the potential for learning that's all around us if I'm just vaguely scrolling I can feel that I'm off kilter, okay? So the second one is you're withdrawing from activities and people that give you a sense of aliveness. You're making excuses about how busy you are or how X, Y, and Z has to be this way, right? And one last way, at least for me, that I found, to differentiate is even when I engage in activities that usually give me a sense of relief, I still don't feel that much relief, right? So for example, um, I enjoy just going for a walk and lying on grass in summertime and staring at the clouds. I just love the feeling of wet grass on me. I just love everything about that. But when I'm emotionally overwhelmed, even those things, because my head isn't there, my head is ruminating on something. So even these sort of things that give me momentary glimpse of joy, feel empty. That's why in HYR, we often talk about it's one thing to know what your joy 20 is and to know how to um, access those caregiver impulses within you for yourself, but it's another thing to actually be present while you're doing it, yeah? Because where your attention goes, energy flows. Attention is the currency, not the action. It's where your mind is when you are in that action. So those three things, those three ways, I can tell if I am situationally overwhelmed or emotionally overwhelmed. Okay, And for me, if I am emotionally overwhelmed, I've seen this with with lots of you guys that we've helped as well. When I'm emotionally overwhelmed, there's often something that I am avoiding. There is some difficult conversation or a truth or an apology that I need to make or something. Or, um, or a shift in career, right? I'm being called towards something, but I keep postponing it. I will feel irritable, on edge, and overwhelmed all the time, right? When I'm shutting off something that's calling me forward, it really drains us. When we're shutting off the thing that we are here and meant to be doing right now, when we try to suppress that, we feel exhausted. So emotional overwhelm, is often about a deeper thing that I need to face, either in myself or in a relationship or in my sense of purpose and what I'm supposed to be doing here and what I'm being drawn to do here. We get more and more emotionally overwhelmed and exhausted when we try to rearrange, you know, sort of the deck chairs on the Titanic, so to speak, right? We're like, no, no, you know what? I just need to go get a bubble bath. That's great. But if that bubble bath really doesn't do much for you, there's something else bigger that you're avoiding in your life, right? There's many ways to think about emotional overwhelm. There is the in the moment, how do we learn to work with our feelings and sensations and come home to ourselves and stay grounded? Then there is the what is the bigger issue or question or something that's pulling my heart or needs to be said? So there's two aspects, right? There's moment to moment. Right now, we're in the middle of an argument or I'm ruminating. How do I deal with it right now? And the second part is, what's the under? If I'm only dealing with it right now, it ends up being a band aid. Let me just meditate. Great. But if you need to talk to your best friend about something that, Has been slowly stripping away at your friendship, just meditating is not gonna do it. So you need in the moment and you need truth. Okay. Emotional overwhelm means both. And I'll stop there because I could talk about that for hours. But coming to the practical overwhelm. Practical overwhelm is easier, but because of that, we often don't do much about it, right? Because it's easier. We just sort of bumble through in the moment and then we feel a little better. And so we don't do anything. And then we, another thing comes and we bumble through it, <laughs> right? So in terms of practical overwhelm, I think of practical overwhelm as my resources are not a match for my responsibilities. Okay, I My internal and external environmental resources are here, but my responsibilities are here and there's a mismatch, there's a gap. And so I feel constantly overwhelmed situationally, right? For example, this may be, maybe you have um, multiple kids and a spouse that works late and you don't have help at home. Dinner time is going to be overwhelming, right? Guaranteed. Not because there's something inherently wrong with how you're doing it is that time is chaotic with young kids, period. But your resources and what you're having to do is a big gap. Same thing with me in the mornings, right? My cognitive resources and what I'm having to do if I force myself to do it, there's too much of a gap. I just feel so overwhelmed and it leaks out into other people and everybody leaves the house feeling on edge. So this is the gap right? There are two ways to fix this, right? You either increase your resources or decrease the shit you have to do in that moment. You have to bring this closer. You can do it by moving this or moving this or a little of both. For me in the morning, the way I did it was reducing my responsibilities. Sometimes that's not the solution, right? You can't not feed your kids, If your spouse is working late and that's the job they have and you have two young kids, dinner has to happen. It is going to be chaotic. But you could increase your resources. Right. You could get your nanny or somebody or even you the previous day or on Sundays batch dinner. You could teach your kids to set the table. You could do any number of things, right? You could just pick up somebody making homemade food nearby. You could just pick up food. You could have the same thing for Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So you know the staples are there, that it's simple and it's on the fridge. You could, like we do now, once a week pre-order the entire groceries via Instacart for the entire week. So these are all ways to increase resources, right? So practical overwhelm is often a mismatch between what you need to do and the resources you have right now to do them. And you have to move one or the other, maybe even both, a little bit toward each other. And the one last thing I'll say about this is that any practical thing requires both the planning phase and the execution phase, right? And this is something I was telling my team earlier. Uh, We had a team meeting and I was sharing with them that I'm reading this book called Fair Play. Everybody read that book. really, really good. But she talks about how there is a cognitive planning phase for every task. And then there's the execution phase. And oftentimes when we're delegating, we only delegate the execution, right? We're like, here's the grocery list. Can you get it on your way home? But who made the grocery list? you. So then you're still overwhelmed, because cognitively, you still have to do all that work, which is fine if it is your task. But it's important when we're delegating and sharing things at home to allow the other person to take over both the planning and the execution. Okay, so if you have your nanny make dinners before she leaves, you don't get to tell her to make exactly this kind of food at this kind of temperature. She's doing the best she can. It's all right. As long as it's from the ingredients that you bought and it's in your home, right? Which leads me to, in fair play, she also talks about minimal acceptable standards. Meaning people agree ahead of time for this task, this is the minimal acceptable standard. If that person who's planning and, del- and executing, if they meet that minimal standard, nobody complains. I thought that was really, really brilliant. So if someone is cleaning the kitchen, even if they have to redo the dishwasher three times, take it out, put it back in, whatever they do, as long as the sink is empty before everybody goes to bed, you zip it. Don't tell them that they should do it this way or that way, or they should use this scrub and not that scrub. So. How do we differentiate between situational and emotional overwhelm, right? Right now, take a second and just think about where am I situationally overwhelmed and where am I emotionally overwhelmed, right? Where am I situationally overwhelmed? You'll know because situational is certain times of the day, certain times of the year, certain, you know, uh, when I'm at work in the afternoon versus when I'm at home, right? Certain environments. You'll also know because, if you're emotionally overwhelmed, you'll be withdrawing from things that are meaningful to you. And you'll also know because even if you suddenly are like, okay, I guess I really need to take, go get a massage, it won't actually do much. You'll still be super stressed. Okay. So are you situation, where are you situation overwhelmed? Where are you emotionally overwhelmed? In emotional overwhelm, Is it that you need to get better at moment-to-moment managing of your nervous system? Or is it that there is something big that needs to be addressed, an apology made, a difficult conversation had, a change in direction of your career or your purpose? Is there something bigger that you've been trying to put off? Because it's like holding down a beach ball. It'll keep coming back up, right? And the final thing is, if it is situational overwhelm, there is a mismatch. You need to bring them closer together. And as you're doing that, think about planning and execution. Both need to be owned by the person who is responsible for that task. And agree on minimal standards and let that person do it their way beyond the minimal standards. Okay? So I'll stop there. I hope that was helpful for today. Spend a few minutes, just a couple of minutes after this live is over, spend a couple of minutes just jotting down, what did I get from this? If if this was exactly what I needed to hear, what is that golden nugget that I can take and do something and put it into practice in my life right away? When you ask yourself that question, instead of what did I learn today, which will just stay in your head, but what is that golden nugget that I can apply to my life right now? That's a different question and it will actually set you on a trajectory of creating the life that you want, right? Not just thinking about it. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for joining me. I love you guys. See you in a few days. (laughs) If this podcast means something to you, it would mean so much to me if you'd be willing to take 30 seconds to do one or all of these three things. First, can you follow or subscribe to Emotional Mastery? Following the podcast helps you because you'll never miss an episode and it helps us because you'll never miss an episode. So to do this, just go to the Emotional Mastery show page on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tap on the plus sign on the top right corner or click on the button that says follow. This is the most important thing for the podcast to reach more people. And while you're there, if you'd be willing to give us a five-star rating and a review, and share an episode you love with a friend, I'd be so grateful. We appreciate you very, very much. Thank you.